Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Hey, can you believe that we have less than 60 days left in 2023? Isn't that crazy? Let that sink in. As we're headed to a new year, I want you to think about, are you anywhere closer to your goal of attracting healthy, secure love into your life of becoming the securely attached version of you who gets the kind of relationship that she deserves? If you're not any closer and you feel like, wow, I keep attracting emotionally unavailable people, keep having these relationships that go nowhere. Maybe I'm completely avoiding the dating scene and not even getting myself out there because it's just so exhausting. If that's you, then I want you to know nothing will change until you make the decision to change yourself. And right now in November, we have some amazing offers for you in celebration of this podcast hitting 4 million downloads. Insane. We have some really exclusive deals. So I want to invite you now is the time to apply to the program, take ownership of this. So you're facing the new year ready for new dating experiences and knowing that you've already taken the steps to heal. If you're single and feeling stuck in your love life, the holidays can be such a time where you feel anxious or you feel down or really comparing yourself to all the cute couples who are sharing their pictures on the internet. And I don't want you to feel that. I want you to feel empowered and like you've taken the steps to work on yourself so that in 2024, you make sure that you are showing up as the best version of you, the securely attached version of you who enjoys dating and finally gets what she deserves in her love life. So don't wait. Now is the time. The best gift that you can give yourself is nothing material. It is you investing in your healing, your transformation, so that you go into 2024, the best version of you who easily attracts all that she deserves. You can use the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan Coaching to apply to the program. I can't wait to connect with you. Welcome everyone to a very special episode. We have a wonderful guest with us today, graduate of the program, Miranda Kratzer. Welcome, Miranda. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to hear your story and, and ask you some questions. I want to just give the audience a little intro to you. So I have Miranda's bio here. Miranda is a graduate of the University of Washington with a bachelor's degree in business and management. She's a successful project manager at an electrical company specializing in low voltage and security. She loves to support her teammates and empowers them to do their best, which is not surprising given how you were in the program. <laughs> that makes total sense. Her goal is to continue to build a highly respected career as a servant leader who focuses on growing a team built on integrity, empathy, and respect. She believes in the power of courage, vulnerability, and resilience. 
as leading character qualities for greatness in any team and oneself. As a graduate of the ESL program, she's grateful to Dr. Morgan and the team for the vision and dedication to this work as it has been life transforming for her. She is single currently and she's loving it. That's what we want to hear. All right. That's right. Miranda, welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. So I love these conversations because we get to give people hope, the audience, you know, they, they need to hear about stories other than mine. Uh, and I think it's always really important to remember kind of where we came from and how life used to be prior to doing the work. So could you tell us a little bit about what was life like before? What was your dating life like, your past relationships? So this is going to be fun. Um, my So I'm 32, just to give you guys kind of a reference of my age. Um, and I'm single and loving it. But in the past, yes, I've had um, some relationships that obviously didn't work out for me. And um, they, you know, and I'm now finding due to the graduating the program, and I'm in the continued um, graduate program, and I'm finding that a lot of it always comes back to me. You know, I mean, yeah. I've been through traumas, I've been abused, um, you know, I've had my bouts of, of domestic violence, you know, that have ended situations or have caused trauma in my life, but it's still something that I need to, to work out, right? And so these relationships, they were never going to succeed because I didn't see myself the way that I needed to, who I am, my worthiness and what I, my value in this world and in my life. And um, it's funny, I look back on all these relationships and it's like, I chose these men, um, not out of, uh, who they were, but what I thought I needed. You know, I, I look back and, um, the repetition compulsion, um, you know, it's these men that reflected my father and my father was never able to meet my needs. So why would these men be able to, Mm. and it's, 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 it's the, um, the knowing, right? So Sometimes in my life, I've never I've never been able to correct something without knowing I'm doing it or why I'm doing it. And so, in that knowing, I've I found in these past relationships, in particular, what led me to this program was my anxious and avoidant attachment. And my last relationship, the one that tilted me over the edge, um, and actually led me to listening to your podcast and then joining the program. Um, it it he broke my heart, and it was that. He went back to his ex and he's totally fine. You know, he probably had this all planned, but, and when I look back, he, he would basically be telling me like, this relationship's not going to work out. Like, and I just wasn't hearing it. I'm just busy bodying, cleaning the house, cooking, making sure I'm the perfect person. And it didn't matter what I did. It wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And, um, realizing that, uh, I just had been doing it wrong (laughs) the whole time, you know, because I didn't know any better. And it's not that I'm not a successful person. I have my own house. I have a great job. I have wonderful friends, beautiful family. You know, I'm really blessed, but I needed work internally so that I could externally build a secure relationship Wow. with myself first and foremost, and then move into So others. much that you shared in, in that. And I, I want to just go back to what you said at the beginning about taking ownership and realizing, hey, I'm the common denominator. Because I think for a lot of us, we spend a lot of time blaming everything else. Certainly, you know, the, the dating pool, 
um, the dating apps, the dating scene, all the good ones are gone, et cetera, et cetera. And how empowering is it when you take ownership, right? Like that's something you've done so well is taking ownership of, okay, how am I showing up? And that, that makes such a difference. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, it's something that I've known my entire life in, in the essence, like with my drive and my, my ability to accomplish, uh, you know, big tasks. And I know myself, like I am in, I'm in control of changing or fixing my life and that's it. Nobody else is going to come save me. Yeah. And that applies to relationships as well. Yeah. And myself. Yeah. I, I, you, I don't want to be a victim. You know, I have all the right to be, you know, with what I've endured, but I don't want to be. I want so to have the power to control and uh, my life, you know, the way I want to. Well, that's, that's really powerful, Miranda, that realization of, yeah, you know, I have the right. I could look at what's happened to me and say, well, hey, because of this, I'm never going to have a healthy relationship because of all these things that happened to me. But realizing that staying in that place, the only person that's really hurting is you. Um, so being able to decide I am going to do whatever I have to do to release my past, to release these things that have happened to me, to not let them define me and to choose the life that I want. And you, you said something really powerful and create it and create it. Amen. Yeah. You said, um, in order to do things differently, you're the kind of person where you had to understand kind of why you were doing what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And that is so true about all humans and human nature. When we can have the understanding, then we can release it and then we can choose different. Can you tell me like how, like how did the program help you with the understanding? And then what were some of those aha moments for you that did help you release everything? Okay. So in, in essence, I mean, the program is structured to bring awareness to what we're doing currently, but also bring healing to what caused it in the past. And so understanding how what I'm doing, like repetition compulsion, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results, but it's that blueprint that has been laid out in my brain. So understanding that, hey, my brain has created this blueprint. I didn't make it up. You know, it's, 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 it's physiology. It's physiologically, I can't say that word and that's fine, but you know what I'm saying because yes. you're super smart. Um, so in essence, it's, it's, it's unconscious. So I, without, without the program, without applying this knowledge and these tools, I wouldn't have ever been able to understand that I can change this one, but it's something I'm unconsciously doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, in, in seeing all that and, and it, knowing when I started to know the blueprint and, uh, repetition compulsion and the fact that I needed to value myself and self-soothe and all of those wonderful tools that have been, um, given in this program, like you start to see like, okay, well, why am I doing these things? Why did I choose this path? Um, I remember I was, uh, had a, this would be my story. I had a traumatic kind of trigger, um, not too long ago, maybe a few months ago. And it caused me to react in a way that I had been, I didn't, I was quite trying to quit vaping. And instead of taking gum or prepping for that, I went and got a vape because I had to drive past my ex's work. And 
I wasn't prepared to do that. I was on a job walk and it just all happened, but the emotion came up, right? And realizing I did, I did go and take that bait, but realizing why I was doing it. It's not, it wasn't driving by this guy's uh, work. It wasn't, it was the way he broke up with me, how he made me feel so worthless and abandoned, just like my father. And that's what caused that wellspring to come up. And now I'm able to correct it because I have the tools and the ability to recognize it. So becoming aware, having the tools has allowed me to heal those wounds so that I don't continue to respond the same way. Different inputs equal different outputs. Yeah. So powerful what what you shared, because I think a lot of us can go through life and we're just kind of responding to triggers and we're not really sure why we're doing it. So if we don't know the root cause, how can we actually heal or address things? And you so, so vulnerably, beautifully shared, knowing your root cause of that feeling of abandonment and that feeling like you're not good enough, you know, having to try to make someone stay. You talked about like trying to be the good enough partner and like doing all the cleaning, Mm -hmm. cooking, whatever, like beliefs around, oh, if I'm perfect, then they'll stay. And when you know that that's actually the root, then you Mm -hmm. can address those things right? Instead of just like surface level, like, oh, I'm having Mm -hmm. this trigger and I need to not have this trigger. So I'm going to do something else. Like, right. Yeah. No, it's exactly that. And, and, and it's not that we, we all get triggered, right? We all do. It's just, it's taking a second, um, to breathe and to respond and not react. You know, we, that's how I've been wired that victim mentality, that survival mode, that reacting. Right. And, and I don't, I'm not in survival mode. I don't need to react like that. I can respond. I can take care of myself. I can give myself what I need. Yeah. Um, or I can ask for it. You know, I'm not in a situation I was when I was a child, when I was abused, you know, all of the, I'm not there anymore. So, and so I don't need to react like that, mm-hmm. mm. but I needed to learn how to heal and respond differently. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to talk more about that. Before we go there, because I am, I'm so excited to talk to you about like securely attached Miranda now and like what your life looks like now. So I definitely want to get there. But before we do, you share that you were just heartbroken when you came to us. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important for the audience, people listening to just know a little bit more about like, what were the feelings you had? What were the thoughts? Just where were you at in your life when you first came to us? So... You know, I've had so many failed relationships and I mean, I've been told that nobody would ever love me, right? And uh, this gentleman, we, you know, started dating and, you know, we did, we fell in love. Well, I thought we did. He told me we did. I, I did. And uh, I thought if this one does, I swear I said this, if this one doesn't work out, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it didn't work out. And, and I, what I felt, this is how he left me. He, he basically ghosted me for two days and I reached out. I'm like, and he'd been distanced for about two weeks and, you know, really emotionally disconnected. We weren't physical. I mean, it was weird. And I kept asking what was wrong, you know, what's going on. And he wouldn't talk to me. And then finally I reached out and I was like, this isn't the man that I fell in love with. Right. And this isn't you. Can you please talk to me? And he just said, I think he just started mumbling things like, it was very confusing. He didn't know who he was, where he was at. It was, it was odd. And I just was like, are you trying to break up with me? And he goes, yeah, I need to. And then, and then it was, that was it. And he didn't 
he didn't respond. He didn't, um, I was just like, well, what can, when can I come pick up my stuff? He's like, I work regular hours. It became very businesslike. And uh, unfortunately, he was my subcontractor for a job. So I did have to work with him later. Um, but it was strictly business. And uh, that strictly business, it was just like I was nothing. He cut me off. I was worthless. I wasn't worthy of an explanation. I wasn't worthy of being being heard or my feelings to matter. Um, I I was devastated. I mean, I I just thought I showed up the best that I could, and it wasn't good enough. And um, you know, it was so heartbreaking. It was like, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go in another relationship. Yeah. I mean, I was so devastated. I mean, I felt such devastation that I didn't even really want to be here in this world. I hear you. Yeah. You know, and I, and it's again, not the guy, right? It's all the stuff that had compounded over my past. I don't want to give that guy power because he doesn't have it. I do. And, um, Mm, that's really, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't discredit the feelings. Like I, I was crying. I was heartbroken. I mean, some of my best friends have never seen me in that state. And I think, okay, so there's so many things here. Number one, I think so many of the people listening can relate to what you said to yourself before this relationship of if this one doesn't work out, then I'm done. Because you have that feeling of, wow, I'm getting burned every time. You know, mm-hmm. I talk about in my book, I'll say like a lot of us, our brains have wired ourselves to say like love is a hot stove and we're, we're touching the hot stove over and over. And, you know, your brain is like, okay, if I get burned again, I am never going near a stove. Like I'm done. I'm done with the relationships. So you're so not alone there. And then when we think about, you know, we would call that in clinical terms, a a disproportionate emotional response to a breakup. But Mm -hmm. why is that so common? It's because just as you're saying, it's not about him. It's about the story you're telling yourself about your worthiness and the story you're telling yourself about relationships and then having that be confirmed and the pain, the pain of that over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and these men, they leave better. They leave better after me because I add value to their life. I, you know, and, and that's not the case for me. These men, they go off, have beautiful lives after me and I'm devastated. Yeah. You know, I'm in in a hole, you know, and I have to dig myself out of it. And that's a common feeling for those of us who have disorganized attachment or anxious attachment. Um, and that overgiving caretaker parent mm-hmm. dynamic that so many of us highly empathic, highly sensitive people find mm-hmm. ourselves in is that feeling of like, wow, well, I made you a better partner for the next girl. So she owes me, you know, and it, because it is, it's that, that overgiving the, I'll do whatever I have to do to prove to you that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Then you end up depleted and they end up better. Mm-hmm. They do. And, and, and that makes me even more, uh, less, um, less, what would it be, uh, desired by that man? Because I, I'm not pouring, adding worth into me. I'm not adding value to myself. Yes. I'm just adding to them. So then I'm replaceable. Yeah, this is why it's so funny you say that. Like, one thing you'll hear me say a lot is boundaries are hot. Mm-hmm. And it comes, I know it's like a fun statement, but it comes from this deep truth of when you're boundaried and you know what you're able to say yes to and what you're able to say no to, and you know what it is that you need 
to be operating with high self-worth and to feel good about yourself. When you have those boundaries, you are more attractive. It's true. Correct. It's yeah, true. exactly. Because you're being your authentic self. Yeah, you're being your, you're you're being being your authentic self. And then being with people who, this is why one of the early stages of dating, I always talk about, you have to see, is someone going to respect my boundaries? Mm-hmm. Because a relationship can't be maintained if the boundaries aren't going to be respected. Right. Um, well, I have so much compassion for Miranda before she found us. That that version of you, right, is like so relatable. There's so many things you said that I relate to. Um, and I know you even said like having people tell you that nobody will ever love you, like the fact that that was told to you and then your brain took that in and to think that you were like operating with that belief about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so sad to think about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's kind of, I mean, I could still cry about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, for me to feel that way or for anybody to feel that way, for anyone to feel that way that like, Oh, you're not worthy Mm -hmm. of love. Nobody will ever love you Mm -hmm. to think that, you know, there are people out there who will say that as a way to hurt you or try to control Mm -hmm. you. But to not, it's like the damage of that, to, to internalize that kind of belief. It's, you hear it enough. Yeah. You start to believe it. You start to believe it. And it's so damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And you can be still so damaged and look so successful. Yeah. On the outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I relate to that definitely as I was, you know, successful in all areas of my life, just as you described yourself and it looked like everything was great, great friends, great family, et cetera. And then internally, just a mess. Right. Just a ups, mess. downs, emotion, emotionally unregulated, you know, mm-hmm. constantly looking for something new, better, improved. You know, I'm constantly thinking I'm not good enough or was, well, was thinking I wasn't good enough, thinking I needed to be in a better position, that I needed to achieve more, that I needed to do better, be better. Yes. Yes. And that, that hamster will, that constant pressure on yourself. I re- and I don't know if you relate to this, but I remember getting to a place in my life where I just wouldn't talk about my dating life with anyone. I was so ashamed that relationships kept not working out. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't share with anyone anymore. Cause I used to mm-hmm. be the type, the like anxious attachment, go to all my friends, tell them everything. At some point I was just so ashamed. I just quit talking about it. Right. Because they just keep leaving. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't seem to hold on to anything and it becomes it's yeah, a shameful it becomes thing. Shameful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, if I did start dating somebody, it would be probably years before I'd bring them to a family event. Yeah. Only because I just, I need to know that that person is securely attached to me and that they are willing to show up for me over and over again mm-hmm. every day. But I, you know, I'm, I know for a fact if I do, when, when I do, when I do find my partner, it, I want it to be slow and gradual. I want to know that that person's going to show up for me every day because that's what I want in my life. Yeah. A partner that'll show up for me every day. Yeah. Well, let's, let's switch gears and let's talk about where you are now, which I know is a, is a more fun conversation. Um, and definitely going to give people hope when they hear about where you are currently. I loved just real quick. I loved when you posted in our group about taking the attachment style quiz again. Oh yeah. Yes, I did. That was recent. Yeah. Right. And you were like, wow, Mm -hmm. I've taken this. I don't know how many times you've taken it. About five times throughout. And I started this program, I think back in February. 
Yeah. So maybe it was March. Um, but you know, and then I, eight weeks I graduated and I continued in your guys's uh, support program. Yes. And yeah, within this time frame, I've taken the quiz five times and I've been first, I was, um, avoidant and, um, anxious, anxious. And, and it was basically 60, 40 kind of. So, um, of anxious being the higher one. And then, and then I basically swung to avoidant <laughs> really aggressively, um, with a little bit of anxious. And then it started secure, started to come in, you know, on the third, fourth one, but I was still avoidant. Um, so, but, but anxious never came back up. It was just avoidant. And, um, and then as time's going on, I, I just kind of get this little itch in my spirit to check, you know, Hey, where am I now? And yeah, just the other day, um, a hundred percent securely attached was my score. And, and I feel it. I don't, I, I know I've taken the quiz five times. I haven't memorized the answers or that what the correct answer is. Why? Because I've never gotten securely attached. This is my first time, but knowing that I answered truthfully on those questions and that I do feel securely attached in my life. I feel emotionally regulated. I feel valued and worthy. I feel loved. Um, I know my worth isn't defined on by relationships or by anybody. I know I show up and do my best every day. Yeah. And I invest in myself every day. I love that, Miranda. And I think it's one thing, all those things you're saying, I know a lot of people logically can can be like, oh yeah, I know those things are true in like a logical mm-hmm. way. But can mm-hmm. you tell us the difference between what it's like to actually emotionally internalize that and just how different that is than just like the logical awareness? Um, yeah. So internalizing it for me, it's taken time. I have that logical brain too. So I can recite scripture and, um, positive quotes, like nobody's business, but the difference is, um, knowing it, you're knowing that it applies to you too, knowing that you in and of yourself deserve to be loved like you're loving other people. Um, you deserve to show up for yourself mm-hmm. like you show up for other people. I mean, it, it, it's, an, it's an inside knowing and that knowing is the driving force to want to continue to invest in yourself. It's, it's the, um, I, I, I wouldn't know what the terminology of it is, but it's, <laughs> it's once I started doing it, once I started applying these tools, once I started meditate, I didn't meditate. I never meditate. I meditate every morning now. Um, and it's not long, like 10 minutes, you know, but I meditate every morning. So I apply these tools and it's like, as I started to do these things, it started to actually blossom in my life. I had to take the steps first. And so me knowing that I'm worthy, knowing that I'm valued, I do these things because I am those things. And then it continues. It's like a cycle. It continues to reinforce itself. And so beautiful. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, so it's, it's the action. It's really the action, you know, just because I say, oh, I know I'm worthy. Well, if I just keep saying that, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. Then am I really? Yeah. And you're, you're describing such an important part of the program there, which is the identity shift where it's not just knowing something it's actually embodying and it's, it's biological. It's a, it's an internal, emotional, biological shift where you're embodying securely attached Miranda and mm-hmm. reinforcing that with your behaviors and your beliefs and your ways of showing up. 
And then mm-hmm. as you've shared over time, that just becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. I think it starts out with, okay, you're spending maybe 10 to 25% of your time that way. But then over time, you spend more and more time as that securely attached version of you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you're talking about now where you feel it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I want to be, you know, vulnerable here and say that I held on to a lot of my past as almost armor, um, you know, like to be strong and to be independent and to stand on my own two feet and, and to not need anybody because that has never worked for me. Right. And, and it was like this, this strong prickly armor to keep people at bay. And it was something I found pride in and having to release that and step into something new and then slowly build that secure attachment and that identity has been difficult. It's been tough. It's felt foreign. But as I continue to do it, it becomes more of who I am, just like that old identity was. Yes. But it's, I'm not that anymore. I'm new. I love it so much. And I love that you talked about how you know, holding onto the past as armor. I think so many people mm-hmm. do that unconsciously. They're not even aware mm-hmm. that they're doing it. I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Until I went through this program. I wasn't. Yeah. I was a, I'm just a, can I curse on this? I don't know. Yes. I'm just a badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. And that's become more and more common too in our culture. And I think there's a whole lot of reasons why that is. And I could, I, that's a whole other episode, but um, I appreciate you saying it's like, I think people don't realize how much bravery there is in being vulnerable and the Mm -hmm. bravery in allowing ourselves to soften Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to feel our emotions, to allow love in, Mm -hmm. to let your guard down, to to understand that you can be safe in and of yourself, you know, that you can't control that other person, right? You can only control you. Yes. And it's, but it's scary. All of it's scary because you're still opening yourself up to being hurt. Yeah. And I always tell people you have to develop the the self-trust that supports you in letting your guard down because without that self-trust, you're just not going to do it. Right. So mm-hmm. you clearly have done so much work. You've rewired your brain. You're showing up securely attached and you have self-trust of, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, I trust myself to make good decisions and to let people in. Um, I'm curious for you, cause I know you've been really focused on healing and, and a lot of our clients do that. They step away from the dating scene and they really focus on themselves, but can you tell me how dating is different for you now? And kind of like, how, how is it like your mindset around dating? How do you think about it now? Yeah. So, you know, I've been on and off the dating scene cause yeah. I've been doing this for months. Right. So <laughs> I can't hermit up for that long, but, um, I have been dating and and my mindset um, is I am happy. I am in love uh, with myself and with my life. And so um, I look at dating as a additive, not a necessity. And um, I look at the gentleman I'm dating as do they add value? Or am I feeling safe around them? What I look at what my needs are first. And to see if they're even coming close to meeting them, right? Am I having fun? Um, do their are they emotionally available? Are they can they communicate on a deeper level? You know what is important to me. Whereas before it was like, oh, um, 
I need to be loved by them. They need to choose me. Um, I have to be perfect for them. I need, they need to see that I'm worthy. I mean, it's just complete. It's, it was all about them. And, and now it's about, it's about me, you know, not that to say that I don't care about their needs. Cause I absolutely do. If anything I do, <laughs> but I need to be concerned about myself first. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and that's what I do. So there's been, um, a few, quite a few dates I've gone on. I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook dating and, um, I just keep it really simple and clean, like nice profile photos and just a little brief. Uh, I'm ambitious, fun, you know, outgoing and looking to connect with somebody, you know, and build a relationship gradually and slowly. Like that literally says it on my profile. And I've met some people, but nothing has come to fruition. And I, when it doesn't, it's because I'm in tune to myself. I, cause I, if I wasn't in tune to myself, I probably would have given that relationship a chance, right? but I am in tune. So I realize, Hey, this guy's giving me really bad anxiety. You know, do I want this in my life? No, I don't. So letting them down softly, you know, and explaining that this, it was nice meeting you, but I'm going to go separate directions. Right. Um, I say it more nicely, but you get the point. And, um, I also am more intentional. So I've realized that I don't need to say yes to everybody. I don't need to go on these dates. I don't need a man. I want a man. Mm. And that changes things. That's so empowering. I love it. Yeah. And I know, I, I I love, it really is. Yeah. I love what you said too, because it's obviously you want to be in tune with yourself. And then we also know secure means you're also tuned into your partner. Mm-hmm. So it's this really important awareness of just because I'm learning to be tuned into me that doesn't mean that I'm not tuned into the other person. Secure Correct. acknowledges both, right? Of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm tuned into myself and I'm tuned into my partner. This mm-hmm. is it's that beautiful place of interdependence, not codependence, but interdependence. Right. Um, and it sounds like you're really aware of that and feeling a lot better about the dating decisions you're making because mm-hmm. you've learned how to tune into yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's really, and again, the scarlet thread, it's me, right? Yeah. In this life story. So who's in control? It's me. I need to be in tune to myself and to the other person, but, but mainly myself because yeah. I've proven that I'm really good with other people. Yeah. Got that one down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that down. Check. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's me. And, and so knowing, because I'm the one that's going to have to live with it. Right. So knowing that what's valued to me, what are my principles? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of man do I, do I need? Because I need to know myself and what my needs are first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And is this person somebody who could meet that? Right. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a different, pers- it's a perspective. It's a different perspective. Um, and it's, it's been life changing for me. I, I find dating it. fun. I love to go out and meet new people, you know, and, and even if it doesn't work out, I'm okay. I leave still enjoying the day. Yeah. You know? It's taking the pressure off of dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, Miranda, cause I know, I mean, you've shared so many amazing things and your experience with the program. I just, I love to hear this. this is why I do what I do. So it just brings me so much joy to hear your story for the audience. I'm curious if you had to share one of your bigger breakthrough moments of like a big, maybe shift for you that happened. I know it's hard to put it into like one, mm-hmm. one moment, but what would like one of those big breakthroughs be? for you? Um, well, the one that I shared with the, I called a puff bar, the vape bar, 
yeah um was a was a big breakthrough with with for me um understanding how because i've had guys leave me right not a big deal but this one in particular and it's the way he left me it was like my father mm -hmm. you know and that kind of a, that awareness of how he abandoned me how it triggered the same response that, that my how my i responded with my father leaving um was life i mean life changing because it it allowed me not to put so much weight on these men and the, because it's not a big deal i am a strong woman i own my own home i'm standing on my own two feet it is not um mm -hmm. i'm not gonna die because they left me so it's you know it's taking your power back and realizing yeah. where that disproportionate emotional response where that mm -hmm. actually came from and then you mm -hmm. learning how to focus on healing the root of it instead of mm -hmm. being stuck in the reaction that you're having in present day Right. Okay. And, and I understanding that. that I have that power to change it, you know, and, and my worthiness isn't defined or my value isn't defined on that or anything. Yes, absolutely. Well, that is one of the most important breakthroughs. And I can point to different times in my life too, where I learned that and just how, how big of a shift that was for me. Um, so I'm so excited for you as you continue to open up yourself to love and continue to date. And it's one of those things where, as you've already said, and you hear me say all the time, when we show up different, we get different results. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is that you've healed this relationship with you. And then we know a relationship with a partner is easy. It's already on its right. way to you. It's like, yeah, right. of course it's coming. Yeah, exactly. And I know it is because I know um, my value and my worth and, and I've, he like you said, healed myself, Yeah, you know, and I'm continuing to heal. I mean, and I, this will be a lifelong journey. It is. Um, that, yeah, to invest and to work on myself and, and to be present. And in reality, I mean, we're constantly fighting the monotony of life, right? So, so we continue to relearn some of the same lessons because we've forgotten, right? So mm -hmm. it's, if I continue to do this work, you know, I know that my life and the people's around me lives will be beautiful because that's what I want. I want the best for myself and everybody around me. But to do that, I have to be my best self, right? Yes. So powerful. Mm -hmm. You're so inspiring. I'm curious just for the person who's listening, who's really stuck in their life. Maybe they find themselves also continuing to date people who are emotionally unavailable. They're just stuck in the same dating patterns or feeling kind of hopeless. Mm -hmm. What? Maybe they just went through a breakup. I know somebody listening just went through a breakup. Um, what is it that you would say to that person who's struggling? You know, I've been there and it's heartbreaking, devastating. I mean, to the point that, like I said, you don't want to be here anymore. You don't want to do it again, right? Um, but choosing to be brave, choosing yourself first and taking the steps that are required to heal yourself is the absolute number one thing you need to do because you don't want to keep repeating these patterns. I didn't. And, and take, taking that one step, that one action to, to find healing, to find peace, to find yourself, you know, um, can change everything. You won't have to continue down this path. You won't have to go around that mountain again. Um, and to know that you're worth that. You're worth the work. That's so powerful giving me goosebumps, Miranda. <laughs>
stop. <laughs> I actually kind of have some too. <laughs> yeah, no, because what a what a powerful share of that realization of you can stop the cycle. You don't have to keep mm-hmm. repeating. You don't have to stay in pain. Um, there's always a way to heal, and we have to get uncomfortable to heal. So that's where that bravery comes in. Of you deserve to be brave and get a little bit uncomfortable, and you don't have to do it alone. No, it's really find important. a community. Yeah, of women, of people who are going to support you, who are emulating what you want in your life. Yeah, so that they can guide you and show you what they're doing. You can watch them, listen to them. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing with you guys. I love it. Well, we love having you, obviously. Um, you're such, <laughs> such a powerful community member. We, and I know you inspire other people in the program because they tell me. So it's just really great to, to see that, to see you change. And then yeah. now you're even positively impacting other women in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. And that's so good to hear because that's one of my, um, since starting the program, it's something that's kind of spoken to me in my heart is I want to kind of be a light in women's life that no matter what trauma or abuse or situation you've gone through that, that you can change and you are valuable and you are worthy and you are beautiful and you have it in yourself to, to create the life you want. Yeah. And um, so it's so it's, I'm so glad that I'm able to, to be a positive impact on them. And they're so beautiful. All of them are so brave for being um, willing to do the work like I did and continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is something to commend for sure. It is. It is. And I'm curious if anybody listening is on the fence about the program, because, you know, I'm sure there's people who've listened to probably every episode and they've, they've heard me talk about the program, but they haven't just taken that step to apply. What, what would you say to anybody who's considering the program? Be brave, be brave and, um, take, take the chance on yourself. I mean, you're not You'll never go wrong investing in yourself. Yeah. And as I've said, you are worth that investment. You are worth it for yourself and for the people you around you. And that healing and, and the opportunities that come with that are life-changing. I mean, the perception, your view of this world will change. You will change as a person. But you have to put in the work. You have to take the time. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and to sacrifice some items that are probably in your life right now, but it is on you. You're the scarlet thread and you can change your life. It's in your hands and you're worth the opportunity of doing that. Everybody is. Everybody needs your program. I say everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs your program. (laughs) I swear. You know, I, I do, I do love that you know, sometimes we get people who've been in therapy for decades and they just haven't made the change and then they come into the program. And I think you could speak to this of mm-hmm. it's just so deep and it's so guided and directive that you can mm-hmm. make those changes in a, in a shorter mm-hmm. amount of time, right? Than spending Correct. five to seven years in therapy and yeah, you have the awareness, but then what do you do with the awareness? Right. And you, your program gives us the tools. The gives us awareness, but it gives us the tools to change. And that's the thing I didn't like about therapy is like, I would tell them my problem and I'd ask them how to fix it. They'd be like, tell me more. And I said, <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you more. I want you to help me fix it. And that is what this program does. It, it's both. It gives you the knowledge and the understanding, but it also provides the tools to repair it. Absolutely. So that you can heal. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I, I can just relate so much of like my own experiences in therapy too. It was like, wow, okay. You're repeating back to me what I've said. I feel really heard. I feel understood, but what do I do now? Right. Cause I don't want to keep repeating this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to change it. Um, so I'm so inspired by you, Miranda clients like you are why I do what I do. Um, and keep the fact it. that the fact that you now are impacting other people and you get to go mm -hmm. on and impact all the people in your life and just the domino effect of mm -hmm. one person taking the time to do this work and how it impacts so many other people that never gets old for me that, you know, that mm -hmm. that's why I do what I do. So thank you for filling up my cup and inspiring me on this journey. Of course, anytime, anytime I get healing and it feels somebody else's cup, I'm all in. <laughs> um, and I know we could keep talking forever. Um, I do. I want people to be able to connect with you. Can you tell us the best way to connect with you? This, your story probably impacted them. They want to say thank you, or maybe they have questions about the program even. What's the best yeah, yeah. way to connect with you? So anybody can contact me on um, Instagram. So it's um, mkratzer91. So M-K-R-A-T-Z-E-R-9-1. Um, would be my Instagram handle. And if you have questions, concerns, comments, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. I am open um, and willing to talk to you guys. I want everybody to feel um, the way that I feel. Uh, you guys are all worthy and deserving of it. And you can go ahead and tag Miranda and I, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching and Miranda M. Kratzer 91. We would just love to hear your feedback and your takeaways. Um, and Miranda, I ask this of every guest. You've probably heard me ask it before, but I want to know your best life advice. If you're walking down the street, random person comes up to you. They're asking your best life advice of the current moment. What, what would you say to that person? In this dark world, be the light. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because I, I really, I believe that we can, this world's always been in pain. Our world's always been in pain, right? But we need to focus on the light and we need to be that, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, there's always, there's always pain um, yeah. that, that never changes. And mm -hmm. we can make the decision to be the light for ourselves and be the light for others. We make such a positive mm -hmm. impact. It's funny mm -hmm. you say that I have it on my vision board, like right in front of me, it's like, be the light. So I'm like, <laughs> are you here? Are you seeing my vision board? <laughs> That's so funny, but it's so true. It's so important to be that, that difference, that light, that, yeah. um, that isn't so common in this world. And, and hopefully that that is seen and, and inspires others. Right. Yep. That's the hope. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you for making that decision to heal yourself internally so that you can be that light for yourself and for others. Thank you for your vulnerability. Um, and I'm just so happy that you're part of our community and that you're part of our membership that we have after the program. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I just really appreciate you, Miranda. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Dr. Morgan, for having me. And thank you for your program and everything it's done and, and allowing me to continue to be a part of it. And I appreciate you and everything you've done for me. And I can't wait for more growth, healing, and one day emailing you to let you know that I'm getting married and you're going to be yes. so excited. It's just going to be beautiful. I so love that. So I do. I get so many of those messages now and it's always, it's always amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that we're connected. We'll continue to be connected and thanks again. I know we could keep talking like, Oh, there's so much more I want to talk about, but 
for maybe now, we'll just do another one. Yeah, we'll have you back on, I think, at some point. But for now, uh, I know Miranda and I both are wishing all of you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.